When I was growing up, I sang in the youth choir at my church. And my aunt at the time was the youth choir director. And so oftentimes during rehearsal, we would be singing and practicing and she would stop us mid song and she would ask us this question. She would say, is this the best y'all can do? And I'm sure we all looked around and were puzzled. And then she would ask us a question that made us look within ourselves and assess the same thing. And she would say, raise your hand if this is the best that you can do. And I like singing and I usually try to give my best. And so I would normally raise my hand. Tonight is another one of those nights where I'm going to raise my hand. Because this episode is the best that I can do in this moment. This is not the episode I had planned on doing. Not the episode that I desperately want to do. Not the episode that I had dreamed of doing. But in this moment, this is the best that I can do. So I want to talk about that a little bit more. And I also want to talk about the question that God asked Moses In Exodus chapter 4, when he asked him, what is that in your hand? So stay tuned. Welcome to the Mind Time Podcast. I am your host, Jasmine Chambers, a.k.a. JC Revealed, a.k.a. Quay, where we are slightly Southern, highly spiritual, but here to make you think. When I talk about... This episode being the best that I can do. I say that in the middle of dealing with grief. On May the 8th, my paternal grandmother passed away. And her passing is very traumatic for me. Because she called me to come and help her. I was with her when she went into cardiac arrest. I had to call 911 on her. I had to perform CPR on my grandmother. And the next morning, she had transitioned. And so it was my hope that I would be able to do a tribute episode to her. Specifically, episode three. It was going to be the only episode that I put out this month in tribute and memory of her. It was going to be an episode that was dedicated to her. And ironically, I had received new podcasting equipment I had ordered the week that she passed away. And so I was going to have my sister on and we were going to talk about my grandmother and her life and about grief and about God. And I just had these ideas of this production that I was gonna do um, in her memory. And I went last night to record the episode and I was confronted with an outpouring of grief and a full-blown panic attack. And so I shut down recording last night and essentially just went to bed. 
And I woke up this morning and my thought was I was going to try it again. And again, I was confronted with an outpouring of grief and high anxiety. And so all day I have been wrestling and having anxiety about this episode. And even in talking with a friend of mine, she was just like, just take a break. And I didn't want to just stop because I was scared that I would never start again. But I could not bring myself to do the episode that I had planned on doing. And so here we are. And if I just be totally honest, this has been very rough even and of itself. I have tried to record this several times already. I have stopped and taken my inhaler. I've drunk some water. I have cried and I have tried it again. But this is the best that I can do right now. There is a lot going on in our world right now. Being in the middle of a pandemic is a thing. And there is a gap between what we want to do and what we're able to do. So my reality is not just mine. It's the reality of everybody across the globe. We want to go outside. We want to gather in large groups. We want to go back to sporting events. We want to eat at our favorite restaurants. We want to go back to church. Those are things that we want to do, we planned on doing, we hope to do. But the reality is what we are able to do is far different than that. A lot of our sanctuaries remain closed. We don't feel safe, many of us, going back into large groups or gatherings. Restaurants are still, you know, kind of like a do we go or don't go. And so life really isn't back to normal and from all viewpoints it seems like it won't ever be and so the reality that I face in the death of my grandmother is the reality of a lot of Americans and people around the globe because what we want to do and what we are able to do are two very different things. And then I take it a step further and I have to ask, where is God in the gaps? You know, one of the things that I have really been struggling with in the midst of the pandemic and with the loss of my grandmother is... I feel like I keep losing God. Now, I know that is not possible. You can't lose someone who is omnipresent, which means God is everywhere all the time. But I just feel like I keep losing God. And one of the things that I'm really wrestling with, even as we move forward, is my theology about tying God to a place. 
even before all of this COVID-19 stuff happened, my life was in transition across the board. Um, I came into the new year with a brand new team. I moved um, and things were just different. I was in transition, it felt like, in every area of my life. And then comes the pandemic. And so I was already struggling with the fact that I was now living in a new place. And even though the furniture from the old place and all of my belongings from the old place came with me into the new place, I could not seem to get my rhythm back and my routine back for where I met God and where I did my studying and where I had my devotion times. Same table, same equipment, same furniture, but it just didn't click like I was accustomed to. And so I felt disconnected from God. And I just continued to pray and ask God to help me kind of find, you know, my way back and to get back into the groove of of the time that we would sit down and I would pray and I would journal and I would study and that kind of thing and just try to get my footing. And then the pandemic comes and you have churches shutting down. And so where I would go and feel like I met God was out of the equation now as well. And so everywhere I was accustomed to seeing God, I felt like I kept losing God. And I didn't really know what to do. I continued to pray, but it just felt disconnected. I continued to try and study in some shape, form or fashion, but it didn't feel the same. And so I finally felt like I got reconnected back to God and it felt like old times. The week my grandmother passed away. That week, I woke up. I was studying. I had was at my table. I had my music. I was reading. I was excited. I was back on track. I felt back connected. And then I was hit again. And again, I felt like I kept losing God. And this idea of God being tied to a place is something that I'm really wrestling and praying about. All of my life, you know, you hear about get a designated place. Where you meet God, you know, you hear about prayer closets and, you know, war rooms and and all of these different things. And I think they're great. I have a ministry table. I have a table that's connected to a, a bookshelf. And I knew it was meant for me because when I went and looked at the furniture, I almost cried in the store. Because I felt like God was saying, this is it. And so the, I've never been more excited about buying a piece of furniture than my what I call my ministry table. And so when I moved, 
I had somebody ask me, well, are you going to actually get like a dining room table now? And I told her, no. That's my ministry table. You can't get rid of the ministry table. I almost cried buying that piece of furniture. I did cry, actually. And yet it felt like I was no longer meeting God at the ministry table. So what do you do when you can't meet God at the ministry table? You can't meet God at the church. And then I found myself grieving. And so a lot of times I was praying from my couch or praying from the bed. Because for many days, that's all I was able to do was to move from the bed to the couch and from the couch back to the bed. A lot of us out here are doing the best that we can do. And what I'm trying to learn and remind myself is that God is often more gracious to me than I am to myself. The services are over. The immediacy of the situation has passed. There is a temptation to just want to go back to life as normal, right? But you can't. Because it's not normal anymore. Today is Tuesday evening. For the last eight months, I have been with my grandmother on Tuesday evenings. Tuesdays and Thursdays since last October, I would go and check on my grandmother, make sure she eats, make sure she takes her medicine. We'd often watch TV and play gin rummy, which was her favorite card game. And then I would leave and I would do that Tuesday morning. Tuesday evening, Thursday morning, Thursday evening. That's where I was for the last eight months. We have put down the cards. The TV has been sold. I don't have to fuss about medicine anymore. And now I feel like I have to deal with the question that Moses was asked by God when God appeared to him in the burning bush. What is that in your hand? The story has it that Moses was afraid. And so God asked him, well, what is that in your hand? And Moses said, it's a staff or a rod. And God tells him, throw it down. And so Moses throws it down and it turns into a snake and Moses runs. And then God tells Moses to pick the snake up by its tail. And when he does that, it turns back into the staff or the rod. I feel like this scenario is playing out in my own life. Because at one time when God was asking me what is in your hand on a Tuesday evening. I would say. Food. Medicine. 
cards to play gin rummy. And I feel like I've been called to put those down. And what it has turned into is grief. And grief is very scary and I don't like it. I don't like the way it feels. I don't like what it looks like. I don't like the fact that I'm not able to do what I want to do. Because you don't really get to tell grief what you want to do. It sort of has its own agenda. Much like a snake. And so I try to run. Try to run from it. Try to pretend like things are normal. Try to get back some sense of normalcy. Try to push through. But my cards and the food and the medicine and the Tuesday nights and watching CNN or comedies or The Price is Right or Let's Make a Deal have turned into grief. And yet, just like Moses, I know that God is going to call me to pick it up by its tail. Because you got to deal with it. And in some way, it'll go back to being something that will be useful in how I move forward in life. But right now, that's all I got in my hand. When I look at the numbers on CNN and we're almost at 100,000 deaths just from the coronavirus. If you think about every one of those people is connected to at least four people. At least four. Family, friends, co-workers, colleagues. That's 400,000 people in mourning. Dealing with grief, not to mention people like me who are grieving from the loss of loved ones who are non-COVID related. Some days you do just have to ask, is this the best that you can do? And if you say yes and raise your hand like I'm doing today. We have to trust that God is going to do the rest. Even when what we used to have in our hands has been cast down and turned into something scary that we don't like and we want to run from. We got to know that when God calls us to pick it back up, it won't stay that scary thing. And it won't harm us because we have a God who loves us, who sees us, and who is gracious to us, even beyond 
where we are gracious to ourselves. So what is that in your hand? What has these last couple of weeks and months turned into for you? Is it uncertainty? Is it anxiety? Is it grief? Is it fear? Is it hope? Maybe it's joy. Whatever it is, even at your worst, if you're doing the best that you can do, that's enough. Push through, pray through, and just keep doing the best that you can do. Until next time.